0: Welcome to Doctors of Tomorrow 56 podcast, a medical podcast for anyone ranging from middle school students to attending physicians and for anyone interested in learning more about the medical field from all around the world. Welcome to this very exciting episode. Today we have Snow. She is a medical student. So without further ado, we introduce Snow. Okay, so first of all, thank you so much, Snow, for your time. We hope you're having a wonderful day. Okay, so the first question is, what medical school are you currently attending, and what year are you in?
1: So I cannot disclose that because I am growing an Instagram and social media presence, and I hope to start a YouTube channel. So for privacy reasons, I cannot disclose the medical school I'm at. I can tell you that I'm in Florida, and it's a DO school.
0: Oh, he understands. Okay, so second question: what What inspired you to pursue medicine, or like when did you know? Well, I think uh,
1: in middle school I developed an interest in the human body and the immune system, and then in high school I took anatomy and physiology, and that's really when I was like, "Oh, this is exactly what I want to do." But I didn't have the support from my family to pursue it. They thought that medicine was an extremely challenging career and they instead wanted to see me get married and have children and have a career that could accommodate that. So I went into teaching first and then I realized that, I mean, I love it, but my passion was still medicine and I didn't pursue it.
0: Well, that's like really great to hear since like you just didn't like, you knew what you wanted since like a very young age and you went like four year goal at the end, okay, so third question, where did you go for undergrad, and what was your major?
1: so I was brought up in Texas in Houston, so I went to the University of Houston. My degree is in health promotion, and I have a minor in psychology.
0: Oh, that's like really like psychology that's like interesting <laughs> okay, fourth question um. What did you do to prepare for medical school? So
1: I did a lot, but I did it a lot later because I gave up on my pursuit of going to medical school very early on, so I didn't even finish my prerequisites. So after about four or five years of teaching middle school, I started taking my prerequisites while I was teaching. And I started looking into the MCAD and trying to figure out how to study for it while I was teaching, which wasn't successful. So I don't recommend studying for it and taking classes while you have a full-time job, especially as rigorous as teaching because I would work 60 plus hours a week. So that was very challenging. Um, and then I did not have time to do any research because I was a teacher. So I don't have any research right now. I'm actually trying to get some research right now, but I did volunteer at the emergency room at Taub Hospital in Houston. I also volunteered at Texas Children's Hospital, a very few hours there. And then I shadowed many providers at Nightlight Urgent Care, which is a pediatric clinic in somewhere near Houston, but it's not in Houston, it was like 45 minutes of a drive for me um and i got to learn a lot i think i observed about 10 providers so that's physicians assistants nurse practitioners and doctors and i got to learn a lot from them um i also volunteered at soup kitchens and i was extremely involved in my school so i had a lot of hours of volunteer work for my school and then i did a masters program so as i was applying to well as i was getting ready to apply to medical school i realized that The MCAT wasn't successful for me the first time I took it because I was teaching and my undergrad grades were not as well as they should have been because I gave up on medicine really early on. I was like, you know what? My grades don't matter. I'm going to end up getting a job anyways. And so I don't really care about my grades. Um, Turns out if you want to go to grad school, you got to care about your grades because those are the grades that are going to get you in. So I applied to master's programs that were specifically focused on medicine. I got into one at the University of South Florida. It was a one-year program. I was um, taking the same courses as first-year medical students. It was extremely rigorous. It was taught by the same faculty as the medical school, and we were able to do a full cadaveric dissection. I learned so much, and it was probably one of the best times of my life to date. Um, and now I have a master's degree from that, a very high GPA to prove that I can, you know, uh, understand the material and have what it takes to do well in medical school. And I think that's really what helped me. And then I prepared for the MCAT and I did well on that.
0: Well, that's really wonderful to hear that you like prepared the second time. And like you were successful at the end. Okay. So, um, um, Persistence is key. Yeah. Not. Like, don't give up. your listeners, just don't give up. Whatever happens, just don't give up at the end, right? Okay. So the fifth question is, um, was applying to medical school stressful? And if so, how did you stay motivated while applying? Applying to medical school is very
1: stressful. I think that if people don't know this and you're hearing this for the first time, it is very important for you to realize how big of a deal applications are and how long they take and the importance of not rushing through those applications because they have essays in them. They have hours of work that you can put in that you're actually going to have to dig up and go back into and find who was in charge of when you were volunteering, how many exact hours did you have, because they do double check these type of things. Um, And then not only that, like I hand inputted all my transcripts, Um, you could pay a fee to have them kind of do it for you. But I, you know, medical applications are very um, expensive. Anyways, so I just didn't want to add on any extra fees. So I I did those myself. And so if you're one of those people, that takes days. Like I had three or four different institutions of transcripts to plug in. And that took days to make sure that I actually was plugging everything in correctly. And your grades on your transcript might not be what they want you to input. So you have to go into the database and see what exactly they want you to punch in as what Um, and it it depends on if you're applying to AMCAS or um, the Texas one is a different application portal and then the DO schools is a different application portal. So all of them have slightly different requirements and you have to make sure that you're on top of all that because they will review your application and it takes about a month sometimes. But if you have made errors, it could push that back several months. Mine was reviewed very, very quickly because I w- was sure that I was extremely thorough on everything, but I, they're so stressful. Your personal statement is something that's going to be submitted in your application, and I think that should be done well ahead, like even a year or six months ahead of your application so that you have time to sit on it, or review it, or revise it, have your friends, family read it, maybe have some professionals take a look at it, give you advice on it, some medical students that were just accepted. Maybe they can take a look at it. Your personal statement is a lot more important than some people think. And then letters of recommendation. So you have to contact some, like DO schools require letters of recommendation from DO doctors. And they require that you know what a DO school is or like what, what sets apart DO from MD. Why are you passionate about this? And so doing your research on all of that, Um, making sure that you are asking your letters of recommendations from people that actually have made a good connection with you are good writers too, because sometimes you might find somebody that really does like you, but is not a very good writer or vice versa is a good writer, but didn't really have a good connection with you. And so these letters don't come out genuine. And so establishing all of those relationships and then giving them enough time to be able to write you letters, you staying on top of hey, just checking up, you know, I'm ready to send my application out. So if you could get that letter of recommendation, all of that is just so stressful because I remember that I had requested one of my letters from my professor at my master's program that I absolutely adored. And she had a wonderful relationship with me too. I used to go to her office and we would just chat about seminars and research projects and stuff like that. And I was extremely close to her. And I didn't get a letter of recommendation from her, I didn't get a response from her. And I, you know, I'm already accepted, but I never heard back from her. So things like that, when you're really, really counting on somebody, and they don't come through. So so have multiple people that you contact, because some of them will fall through. So um, just it's so much that goes into the process of submitting that application and submit it early, always submit your medical school application early if possible, even if you haven't taken, I think if you haven't taken the MCAT, it's it's different now because of COVID-19, they're still letting you submit. Let's say that's not the case, you can get it all done, but you can't submit it until you have an MCAT score, I believe. And if you're taking the MCAT for the second time, you can go ahead and submit the entire thing. And they'll approve the entire thing, and they'll wait for your second score to come in.
0: Oh, so that's like actually like really like great to hear. Since like they can like what you just mentioned that they can um like review your your um application after the second test of the MCAT.
1: Yes. So if you let's say have scored poorly on your MCAT, which is the case for a lot of people applying and you want to apply next cycle and you still haven't taken your MCAT yet because you're still prepping for it and you're still waiting for your higher score, you can go ahead and submit your application and apply to like one school just to submit your application. And then once you take your MCAT and the score comes in because it's all processed and ready to go now, after you see your score, you can decide which medical schools you want to submit it to depending on what you got as your score. And there are um, the MSR, MSAR is a, a book that comprises all the medical schools in the United States that tells you um, what GPA they typically accept and what MCAT score they typically accept. So you can compare your GPA and your MCAT score to those schools and apply to those schools after your scores have come in. But at least your applications in. It's reviewed and it's approved and it's already submitted. So then, once your score comes in, it, it sending it to other schools is like se- within
0: seconds. It's like really wonderful to hear, since like there's like a resource that um, medical students, well pre-meds, can like see and like compare their um, application to like other schools. Okay, so the sixth question is: How many years would it take you to become the type of doctor you want in the future? So I have not decided my specialty, but I have
1: decided that I do want a specialty as of right now that might change when I start a family and, you know, have kids and maybe life is going to be a little different, but for now, uh, I have four years medical school. So in those four years, you have two years of basically lectures, classes, and then the next two years you have rotations. So you're actually in the hospitals learning. Um, Once those four years are up and you graduate, you are now a doctor, but you cannot practice on your own. So you have a year of internship, two years of residency. And then once you graduate from your residency, you are now able to practice on your own. Now, if you want to specialize in something extremely specific, you typically have a a fellowship to go after. So that could be um, some things that I'm interested in are, um, I, your gastrointestinal. So GI tract, um, there's, um, invasive cardiology is another thing that I'm interested in. It, even if you want to go into like neurology or something, then you would have a fellowship for that. So I'm thinking the four years of med school, three years of residency, and then possibly three years of fellowship. So that's
0: four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. 10 like 12 years so about something like that yeah (laughs) okay um the seventh question is how is medical school and what is the one thing that you enjoy the most it's
1: tough i'm not going to tell you that it's easy medical school is extremely tough so Um, if you are somebody that has not fully thought through whether this is something that you want and you're just like, oh, being a doctor sounds cool. I want to do that. Let's go to medical school. Um, I strongly urge for those of you that are in that situation that haven't really put a lot of thought into it to take a gap year and really observe and and shadow physicians or even interview medical students um, and Find out what other occupations there are that could line with your passions, because there are people that go through medical school and come out of it saying, I would not do that over again if I had the opportunity, because they kind of rush right into it. And it's understandable because you are forced to make that decision of going to medical school when you're typically 17 or 18, and you haven't really explored other avenues. So it is extremely challenging. There are some sacrifices that may have to be made, you know, in your social life or, you know, relationships, etc. I'm not saying it can't be done. I'm actually an advocate for the fact that it can be done and women, you know, especially can do it. And I'm attempting to, I will be getting married this December and I will be starting a family in medical school and residency. So it can absolutely be done, but it's extremely challenging. So if there is anything at all in the world that you are passionate about that's not medicine, that is worth exploring. But for those of us like me that cannot find happiness anywhere else, then you know that's all you can do. Um, but it is extremely challenging. The most uh, rewarding part I think about medicine is being able to learn all the different things to be able to help people. Um, Unfortunately, though, your medical curriculum will not cover everything there is to know. So it's important for you to have the personality of researching on your own and keeping up with trials and and new studies that are coming out on your own. Because if you're just the type of doctor that took everything that they gave you in medical school and that's all you learned, you're going to be a very limited doctor because medicine is a science and it's rapidly adapting and evolving and we're learning new and new things every day. And unfortunately, many doctors don't continue to learn outside of medical school. And so they are misdiagnosing people and they are mistreating people and giving false recommendations of things that are no longer true, of plenty of other studies, you know, that contradict them. So it's a lifelong learning process. If you enjoy learning, then that's where you should be.
0: Yeah, you just like mentioned that like something new may happen, like especially right now with COVID, like nobody expected COVID. Mm-hmm. Okay.
1: And I mean, there are so many studies that used to be true that are coming out to be false. And so you have to keep up with that. You could very well be recommending somebody to consume something or eat something that is now proven to be the cause of that disease. You know? So it's very important to be keeping up with all that.
0: Yeah. And then you just like kill the patient and that's not great for a doctor at all. Okay. So um, do you think that, do you think that it's all worth it at the end? Like all your stress and like complying here and there?
1: I do. And I, the reason I'm a person that can say that is because I am a non-traditional applicant. So I didn't dive right into medical school from my undergrad. Um, I, I had a different career that was a ve- very fulfilling career. I loved the relationship that I had with my students and it was, um, I was very happy, but when I was telling them, to never give up on their dreams, never let anybody tell them that they're not capable of achieving something. It dawned on me that I had given up on my dream. And I realized that there was just a regret that I didn't apply, that I didn't even try to get in when it's something that I'm still so passionate about. And so I've already gone through so many hardships. And yes, I think it is absolutely worth it, but everybody's different. And that's not going to be the case for everyone.
0: Yeah. Okay, so um, okay, so what do you recommend her? What would you recommend to your listeners to be doing right now, as either high school students or college students, to prepare for medical school?
1: So, if you're in high school or college, I'd recommend to get as much um, experience as possible. I guess start volunteering very early on. Um, I know high schoolers can start volunteering because volunteers don't require much, like they, they just kind of tell you to put things in certain places and stop shelves. But in the process of doing that, you can go and observe what doctors are doing and, and, you know, the the patients that are coming in and stuff like that. A lot of you will realize just within volunteering that this is not something you want to do. And so if you're that person, good, you realize early enough, you didn't put so much of your time and resources and efforts into something that you did not want to do. Um, If you're in college, then I would also recommend making sure that you have made up your mind, make sure that you're volunteering, but uh, also focus on research opportunities and try to get your name on a publication. Um, Grades are extremely important. So make sure that you try your very best to get that A, especially if it's a science, math class. Um, but also live your life. Like medical school is going to be very challenging. And I know it doesn't seem like it right now, but your undergrad years are a piece of cake compared to that. So take that time to develop friendships, You know, figure out what your hobbies are, um, what things you enjoy outside of school, because those are the ones that are going to carry you through medical school. Because if you are consumed with just your books and just your studies and, and all that, it's going to burn you out at some point. So you, you are going to need a good support system of friends or, um, you know, baking or playing the violin or, you know, reading books or something like that. You, you, you do need to make sure that you are all-rounded. And I would say find yourself. Try to figure out who you are before going to medical school
0: like really wonderful to hear since like you said that um medical students may burn themselves and like after afterwards they won't have anyone to like rely on for like mental help
1: yeah mental health is a really big issue right now. That's one of the reasons that the first board exam. So the, you have three board exams to take in medical school, step one, step two, and step three. And they have recently decided to make step one, a pass or fail exam instead of scores. And the reason for that is because there were so many mental health issues going on with medical students. And there were some cases of suicide and stuff. And you're, you're thinking these are the people that want to go and help others and save lives. And these are the same students that are suffering so much because of the pressures that are put on them from institutions. And so there are a lot of cases of student burnout. And if you do anything ahead of time to set yourself up for an all rounded life, like make sure you have um, you know, physical fitness in your regime, make sure you have a good close circle of friends or family that you can rely on, um, hobbies that you can fall back on. Those things are very, very important to keep you sane through medical school and residency. Okay.
0: Um,
1: So if you are applying to medical school, I think the number one advice that I would have to give you is that if you're extremely, extremely passionate about it and you absolutely know this is what you want to do, do not let anyone tell you that you cannot get into medical school. I let... People tell me really early on. That's why I didn't even finish my prerequisites. But years down the line, I realized that there are so many different avenues to getting into medical school that it's ridiculous because most of the people that are telling you that you can't get into medical school are not people that have ever tried to get into medical school. So they don't have a basis of telling you. Your undergraduate advisors, I don't know about yours, but my advisors did not help me at all. Most of the advice they gave me was not true, and a lot of it was negative. And
0: my my master's
1: program, those advisors were great because my master's program was at a medical school, so they knew what they were talking about, and that's where I, most of my advice comes from. But in my undergraduate graduate years, whether it's at a community college or you know, a university, I would receive very poor pre-medical advice, so take what your advisors say to heart talk to medical students and talk to students that are in your boat so if you have a low gpa i had a low gpa come talk to me find me on instagram at snowmed underscore journey and i dm me i would be happy to answer any questions for you if you have a low mcat score talk to people with low mcat scores it is a myth that people with low GPAs and low MCAT scores cannot get into medical school. They do every day. They do. Um, there are just ways around it. You, you have to make sure that you have an all-rounded application, that everything else is very strong about you, and that you've done other things to compensate, to show medical school that you can do it, like master's programs or post back programs. There are also programs that offer you a certificate for completing their one year program and then if you can maintain a high GPA in their very rigor- rigorous curriculum, they guarantee matriculation the next year. There's so, so, so many avenues of getting into medical school. And there are people that take the MCAT three, four or five, I've, I even know somebody that took it the maximum amount of times and then ended up getting into medical school. So just one failure and then offsets you. One F in an o chem class should not be something that offsets you. There are people that have failed these classes and retaken them and then become doctors. So at the end of the day, if you are a doctor and you're practicing medicine all, alongside all the other doctors, small failures or setbacks should not get in the way of your end goal. So that's it. Keep in mind that it is possible. Don't give up
0: again thank you so much snow for your time and we hope you have a wonderful rest of your day
1: thank you so much for having me this was wonderful
0: thank you bye